You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, kickoff coming up from Western New York in about 10 minutes with the Bills and the Steelers. Can't wait to sweat an NFL playoff game during the show. <laughs> Going to be a blast. Uh, Will Britzer from CBS Sports stops by in 20 minutes. Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports next hour. I can't wait to dive into these divisional uh, weekend lines. We know, obviously, the the Niners and Packers side in total. But uh, projected point spreads all over the place here with some look-ahead markets. Can't wait to get into those games. All our bets for tonight coming up at the end of the show. Uh, Ken, let's spend a couple of minutes here talking NBA. Uh, you had some what may prove to be prescient comments last week talking about NBA most valuable player and Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers and Embiid obviously had had missed had missed a rash of games and on Thursday show we talked MVP because it would had been announced on Thursday that Embiid would miss Friday's game for the Sixers and as a result Embiid kind of like plummeted in the MVP odds I think when the time when we did it on Thursday he was the fourth choice to an NBA most valuable player we we'll played today against the Houston Rockets, uh, a casual 41-10 for Joel Embiid as the Sixers beat Houston 124-115, uh, to so Philly with a win today. And the Sixers tomorrow night, how awesome is this, will host Nikola uh, Jokic and the Denver Nuggets, and it has already been announced by Sixers head coach Nick Nurse that Embiid will play in the second half of the back-to-back, so Embiid will get to play tomorrow against Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. So uh, where do we stand right now, Ken, on NBA Most Valuable Player? Your thoughts here, where Embiid is 9-1 to at BetMGM, Jokic plus 165, SGA plus 250, Luka 5, Giannis 7. So Embiid the fifth choice currently in the market at BetMGM, 41-10 today and playing tomorrow. Yeah, and obviously that's kind of a leading question because I know, I know you know where I'm going here, um, and it's where I was last week when we talked about this. Look, like it's to be scary. fair, it was also all the facts. It was just like also just kind of looks like here, here are the, the facts of the situation. The facts of the case, and they are undisputed. Uh, the one thing I will dispute is like just the way this goes. Yeah, like Embiid could wake up tomorrow and the knee could be swollen again, and he doesn't play. Like he doesn't have to play. But I think what to your point, very encouraging that Nurse is like saying like it because I think we all assumed second night of he was definitely going to play one and not play the other. That's what everybody thought with this back to back. The idea that it's even in play to play the second game now, and it's against Jokic, it's a nationally televised game tomorrow. There's like three NBA games I think tomorrow, and there are great three games too. Thunder Clippers is the the late game on the TNT doubleheader tomorrow too which is like really really good and would really like the Clippers to win that game um but yeah with, with NBA most valuable player I just uh I I really strongly disagree with the way the market is shaped right now how things are priced uh I don't 
I don't have the market priced the same way. I have would have big differences in the likelihood of these players to win this award. And it's not just that I have big differences because it's like, you know, it's like the Bills game is 10. I could say I make it 27. Then I'm probably the idiot. It's not just about being different. Just I, I would ask people like, all right, Embiid has missed 10 games. Uh, he is, quote unquote, allowed to miss seven more and still qualify for both all NBA and most valuable player. Uh, I think it's probably no dispute among people who like even follow the league casually. These are accolades and things, even all NBA. Like you could say, well, he already won MVP. These are things that are very important to Joel Embiid, like that he knows about and cares about. And if his body allows him to, will he will play like the minimum number of games. So he has seven to play with. And if he plays tomorrow, that's through one of the back-to-backs remaining on the schedule. Uh, we're about halfway through the season right now. And he has some games to play with that he can still miss. Uh, last year, he played 65, 66 games, something like that. He's played 63 in his career, 64. He is essentially, uh, to me, projecting to be in that same range he's always in, which is that he misses like about 17 games, which is what you need to qualify. So it's scary to bet a, a guy to win MVP, or if you've already bet him, it's scary to kind of think about this situation and say like, man, one wrong step, one wrong move, you're out for like a couple weeks, you might be ineligible, like you actually just can't wait, like that you want, you're not allowed to win, you're ineligible. That's a really scary thought. I totally understand that. And the market to a certain extent should move on the idea that there is a growing chance he's ineligible. I don't even disagree with that. I think the question is like, then what's the right price? Because my counter argument to all of this is his best Like, let's say he plays 65. If he plays 65, I think there is like a greater than 50% chance that he wins the award. And that's not reflected in this price at all. This price would reflect that it's like very unlikely he's even going to get to 65. I don't think it's a certainty if he clears the games that he wins. Uh, I think what's going to end up developing, this is more of a guess, is I think there will end up developing a race between him and Shea Gilgis Alexander, who will be like the new thing. That everyone's like, oh, like, is he ready? Can we give him MVP? The Thunder have a really good chance to be the one seed in the Western Conference. That feels like where we're headed. And SGA's case, when we get to the Bon Straw poll in a month and into April, will be, well, he played all the games and he played against the big teams and he played really well. Does that essentially vault him over, just to be perfectly honest, like the the best player, the guy who everyone thinks is the best? How do I know he's the best? Because for the first two months of the season, he was the best. That's going to continue the rest of the season. And when that was the case, everybody said they were going to vote for him. So just like, I think his best is better than everyone else's. And I think if he clears the game's threshold, he's likely to win, is I guess the right way to put it. So just ask yourself, okay, it is a scary bet. Guy can become an eligible you don't want to be holding the bag when he's when he steps wrong and he misses two weeks and your bet is worthless. It doesn't gain any value. Um, but he played today. If he plays tomorrow, how about like the second he's announced in the starting lineup and he doesn't wake up with knee swelling or something? He's going to be fifth in odds. I, I I just it makes no sense to me if Luca plays at his absolute best the rest of the year. I don't think he can ever win. I think it's actually impossible. Uh, oh, by the way, he's missed like seven games this year. Not a peep about that. Isn't that very interesting? Just like, so what? Are, what is the argument here even? Uh, his team is worse, and they're going to be worse the rest of the season. And he, st- he doesn't play, and Embiid doesn't play, and Embiid's numbers are light years better. And Luka is missing all these games, and he's five, and Embiid's eight. That makes sense to anybody? Does that make any sense whatsoever to anybody? Uh, Damian Lillard hit a huge game-winning shot for the Bucks last night. 
He and Giannis will frequently share accolades on that team. I think Giannis's MVP window is completely shut. Uh, I think he has like no chance to win this year. Also, he's ahead of Embiid. What do you think happens in the next two to three weeks if Embiid just plays the games? I don't mean the rest of the season. I don't mean being ineligible. I don't mean March and April back to backs. Just it's January fifteenth. On February first, if he just plays the games, what do you think his price is? You think everyone's going to stop panicking? I do. I think everyone's going to stop panicking, and I think he's going to be a huge favorite again. That's what I think. And yeah, maybe he steps wrong in February, or he twists his ankle in March, or he you know hurts his whatever oblique in April. These are all things that are possible. But just as a price grab, probably his feet. Whatever ankles, toes, you know, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Song here he's, eventually. He's he's, I, uh, he's 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 a big guy. Big guy I with just, uh, uh, it's tough for feet. I, I, and I can I can be wrong. This is just this is just my guess about how I think this is going to play out. I think this is the absolute apex ceiling, highest price he can ever be rated because he just missed a bunch of games and everyone panicked. And once that subsides, whether he misses games later or not, just in the next couple of weeks, once that panic subsides and everyone starts thinking a little clearer about how this is going to play out, not even that he's going to win. Where do you think the price goes? Where do you think it goes? He's fifth right now. He's never going back of Jason Tatum, who's not winning. He's as high as he can be rated right now. And it's just a price that seems destined to, to go down. Even in the next week, even in the next two weeks with performances like today, uh, this market is Looney Tunes to me. It seems completely insane. I don't think it's representative of the true prices of any of the five players to win. I think they're all in the wrong order, honestly. And uh, And I don't say stuff like that, you know, with, with like that cavalier very often and i just think we're headed for a really hard reset here if he plays literally five games in the next two weeks i think this whole thing gets redone you better you better hear with nick and ken on a monday uh talking nba most valuable player right now by the way i got a i got a message from like a guy who listens to the show um on instagram i always want to get instagram actually to be fair like nine out of ten Instagram DMs I get from from people that listen to like the show are really positive. Sometimes I get wacky ones. One guy wrote on Instagram like a week ago, and I was like, "What, what the hell is this guy talking about?" Like you guys say too much. That this is my opinion, and I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. And I want to. I don't even think I responded. It's like, well, would you rather? Would you rather us be like, um, I know for certain something's going to happen. Like I don't know well, what the hell people are thinking. Reason. Them. Yeah, I, and I, I think it's good you bring that up because I I intentionally say it. It's not a crutch. I say it. I say it very on very purposefully, and it's because we. Work I think I do content. it too. A hundred percent. Yeah. If this was uh, politics or just sports or something else, then yeah, you make predictions. You make predictions. You don't say like, well, it's just my opinion. I can be wrong, but I like the Niners to win this game. But we work in an industry where people like to say they're positive about something, and they're full of it. And there's a ton of fraud and a ton of misrepresentation that goes on because people present themselves as something that they're not and that they know when nobody knows. And so I always couch it by being like, look, I'm really confident. Like I'm betting into this. Like I, you know, like I, like I have to be confident. I'm making the bets. But at the same time, like the idea that you would bet NBA MVP and not like have it as a probability that Embiid gets hurt is insane. I don't know whether he's going to get hurt. Nobody knows whether he's going to get hurt or not. You're just kind of weighing that risk against the very likely return that if he plays his, I think if he plays, he has a really, really, I don't want to say he wins. Cause I think SGA could win. 
there's some chance Jokic wins. I just don't think this is going to shape that way. I don't think we're going to think about it that way. I think people will end up trending toward SGA eventually, but I actually think most people are just going to trend toward Embiid. The voting's not January 15th. Yeah, we all care a lot now. He missed the games. On April 10th, when everybody lines up to vote and he just like crushed the Celtics again to close the season, you don't think it's going to play out the same way? You're going to be like, well, January 14th, he missed that game. Does anybody remember anything that happens on January 14th in April? No. Um, so I think if he just plays the games, the price is crazy. I think it's becoming more likely, more likely, doesn't have to be the case, more likely he plays the games. I just, uh, I just, I just bet a little bit more on the uh, the Bills over parlay because I'm watching CBS right now. Like yeah. it looks like this is like there's no snow on the field and there it's not very windy. Just, this is like they a regular football it, game. By the way, do you see some they, of the time lapse stuff? They'll probably have it during dude, the telecast too. It looks, it looks normal. Like this is like a regular. Obviously, like yeah. there's snow like in the stands. Yeah, it's cold. It looks like this is like a regular cold. game. Like Twenty degrees or whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be cold too. But I mean, this is like, game. what's the difference between this and what was the, what was the Bills' last home game in the regular season? They were at Miami at the New end. England, New England Patriots. Right? No, they were is at it, New England. They were at New England, so two to close, two in a row to close it. Who were they? Who did they host? The I don't know, they played at the Chargers, also, right? Did they, did they close with three straight road games? No way, right? Oh no, that it was really New England. Nice. They hosted New England. They were like twelve in the game, and the Patriots okay. covered. It's New England. This game is just kind of like that game, then. It is, you know, like what's the big difference? Honestly, like five degrees, eight degrees, something like that. That's what it seems like um, to me. You, you mentioned the uh, the Lillard three pointer last night to beat Sacramento. Yeah. Also, at some point, we should talk about Mike Brown with one of the greatest like post game press conferences, like a coach has Very ever with, the, with, the, with the laptop. Or the laptop, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, so, right. it, it was if it was the most con- it was the most controlled, nicest, uh, utter evisceration of NBA officiating that I think we may ever see. He's going to get fined a lot, and it will be well worth yeah. it, and it will live on live on absolutely, absolutely forever. I want to ask an embarrassing question. I've heard people use the expression for years now, and I have never known what what it's meant. Oh, what does hold? What? Well, you used it, so I, you literally used it in this segment. Oh, so I'm guessing know you know. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to be caught holding the bag? Uh, that's a great because you were literally like you don't want to get caught holding the bag with like Joel Embiid, and I'm like I'm gonna ask him what this means because I've heard people use this before and I have no clue what it means. The first thing that came to mind was like the flaming bag of poop on the doorstep, but it's not that. <laughs> is it something no with like uh, is. is it something with like stolen goods or something? Like you don't want to be the one caught holding the bag? Is that maybe what oh, it is? I'm gonna look this up. Does anyone just, on our staff know these what be, this these is? could be way off. It could be about like astronomy or something. Yeah, so, uh, uh, does anyone you are on our put in a oh, situation? You are put in a situation where you are responsible for something, often in an unfair way because other people fail. Yeah, but like that, I would have said that, but that doesn't mean okay. That that could be what it means. Why isn't it holding the desk? Yeah, why, why, why are you holding, holding the, the bag? Just, that doesn't why, explain why, why. Why are you holding anything? Like why? Why? Like well, because well, you're I, responsible. I for it. You're holding it, and no one else is holding so, it. So okay. You're going to get blamed. Yeah, stolen goods. Oh, so, that's what I got it right. That was good. So basically, like you and people thing. steal something. They get away. Bank the robbery. cops come. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're 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 the one that's a, see now. I like you're this. caught holding the bag, and, yeah. and you're caught holding the bag, a, and everyone else it, gets uh, away duck, with it. Ducktails. Remember, like the burglars had like the hamburger oh, mask ooh, ooh. on and stuff. Like yeah, ooh, Ducktails. Were they like? Wasn't that that? That's like who I picture. Like the ca- cartoon criminals holding a sack with a dollar sign on it. That's like while the while the cops show up. That's what. I, that's what. How I about um? 
What? How much of the lyrics do you know from the DuckTales theme song? Not, not very. Uh, life is like an aeroplane here in Duxburg. Is, isn't that isn't that Red Hot Chili Peppers? Life is like an amp. What is it? Life is like a hurricane. Sorry. Uh, here in Duxburg, race cars, something. Race cars, aeroplanes. lasers, aeroplanes. It's, it's, it's a duck uh, blur. Duck blur. Caught in Every the day mystery. they're out there making yeah. ducktails. Woo. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Uh, I said that Pittsburgh. like spoken word because I just, I think I got all the words wrong, but I think I got the syllables right. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, how about thir- third and eight for the Steelers from midfield here on their opening drive? Mason Rudolph, I think, about to attempt like his first like downfield pass of the game. See if I can see if mm. we can get the result here before we go to break. Uh, Rudolph throws the ball like eight yards out of bounds, so I think Pittsburgh right. will be punting if the ball. So uh, you on, on the other side, Will Brinson from CBS Sports joins us, giving us his thoughts on Wild Card Weekend and Divisional Weekend in the NFL playoffs. <laughs> 